the field of superintendent, um, there are literally 5% African-American women leading school districts across the nation. Wow. What's interesting is, is that for Prince George's County, we're the 21st largest school district in the United States. There are a total of four women, myself and three others, that lead those 21 school districts. On this season of the PG Daily, we will be taking an in-depth look at education in Prince George's County. You will hear from some of the integral voices that are responsible for educating and enriching the minds of students in the county. You will also hear from students that have been directly impacted by the county's educational system, and you will hear how the Prince George's County schools impact the community as a whole. I'm David Smalls. Stay tuned. Hello, Prince George's County. I'm Del Roden. Today is January 10th, 2020. In today's episode of the Prince George's Daily, we revisit a conversation with Dr. Monica Goldson, CEO and Superintendent of the Prince George's County Public Schools. You want to hear about the process of turning passion into leadership? Stay tuned and check out the journey of this phenomenal Prince Georgian. Hear that interview with Heavenly Bee right after the weather. In today's weather, we can expect a high temperature in the mid-50s with a low tonight dropping down to the mid-40s. For tomorrow, our high temperatures will reach a summer-like 70 degrees before the rain comes in in the afternoon and cools things down a bit, leaving us with temperatures in the mid-60s. The rain will clear overnight on Saturday and leave us with partly cloudy skies on Sunday with a high temperature in the upper 60s. That's the weather for today, January 10th, 2020, and for the weekend. Stay with us after the interview with Heavenly Bee for news with Lillian Torres. In today's news, election news from the office of Peter Franchot, new research on chronic fatigue syndrome, and federal enforcement on immigration issues and how that impacts Prince George's County. Stay tuned after that interview. Right now, though, let's hear from our Prince Georgian of the day, Dr. Monica Goldson. Hi, everybody. This is Heavenly Bee of the PG Daily, and I have the honor of sitting with none other than Dr. Monica Goldson, Prince George's County Public Schools Superintendent and CEO. Hello, I'm excited to be here. And we're super excited to have you here with us. I want to begin um, this interview by first discussing who you are as a person outside of CEO. Tell me a little bit about yourself. I am a resident of Prince George's County and have been for an extremely long time a graduate of Prince George's County Public Schools, attended Barnaby Manor Elementary School, John Hanson Junior High School, because back in the day they were called Junior Highs, and <laughs> Potomac High School. Okay, okay. Yes, I am an only child, so I decided I wanted to get as far away from home as possible and attended Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University in Tallahassee, Florida, and then ended up coming right back home, right? Mm -hmm. So, good there goes being an only child and moving far away. I am the mom of two boys. Um, one is a senior in college, and the other is a senior at Oxon Hill High School. Awesome. That's great. Um, sounds like you grew up in the Oxon Hill area just based off the schools you attended. I did. Yep, my, my brother goes to Potomac right now. Outstanding. He's <laughs> on the football team. <laughs> I was there for homecoming oh, when they were. won and beat Surrattsville High School. Yes, he was so excited. Tell me about the type of student you were in high school. Um, 
actually, I just um, we just had an announcement last week about Potomac High School for a three-dimensional education program that we're starting there next year. And in the audience were students who had on shirts that said "Nerdy by Nature." I love it. And um, I said I was actually one of those students because they were National Honor Society members. So I was an Honor Society member, um, a cheerleader, active. I was vice president of the sophomore class, um, always doing something before school or after school, um, and just loved my high school experience. Awesome. Naturally driven. So what drew you to education then? Um, you always been active in school, but did you know that education was what you wanted to pursue or did education kind of choose you? Um, no, God chose it for me. Mm-hmm. I actually um, went to Florida a University to um, be major in actuarial science, um, where I majored in mathematics and business and thought that I would become an actuary. And in order to become an actuary, you have to take 10 mathematics exams. And in order to do those exams, I figured what better way to practice for them than to be a teacher. So I figured I had a plan. My plan was to teach um, at a high school for a year, practice and take three of those assessments. And typically insurance companies will pay you to study and take the other exams if you pass the first three. Okay. And that was my plan. After the first week of teaching, I went home and told my mom, there's something I need to tell you. Have a seat. I have decided to remain in education. I love teaching. Wow. And That's awesome. changed right then. It's funny how life just unfolds for you. We have a plan, but it unfolds on its own. You got it. So being that you started out as a teacher, walk me through your educational journey because you are now superintendent. How did we get here? Yeah. Um, I was a mathematics teacher at Suitland High School. Loved the experience. My high school principal hired me to wow. be a math teacher. That's why you also got to do what you're supposed to do when you're in school because you never know when you got to come back across that bridge mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, while being a mathematics teacher, a position became available for me to help middle and high school teachers around the county. Um, I applied for it, received it, and I did that for several years. Um, And then after being that um, resource teacher specialist, I then decided I wanted to be an assistant principal. Mm -hmm. Um, I became an assistant principal at Forestville High School um, and stayed there for several years. Um, And then when I got pregnant with my second child, went on on maternity leave. And when I decided to come back, um, they were like, hey, there are no more slots at Forestville. You're going to have to pick another school. So I went back to Frederick Douglass High School. Okay. Was an assistant principal there. And then one day, um, the principal said, hey, I'm going to leave. And I thought, okay, maybe I'll apply to be the principal. And I did, interviewed and received the job and was a principal at at Frederick Douglass and then became principal of Dr. Henry A. Wise Junior High School and opened that building. Wow. Yeah. Great experience. Uh Um, And moved from there to associate superintendent for high schools where I had the opportunity to oversee all of the high schools in the district. And then became chief of operations, so I had the opportunity to see all the pieces that helped to make sure that our buildings run effectively, our kids are fed, they get to school on time, um, and business management is included in that. And then deputy superintendent for teaching and learning. So literally when I say I have had the opportunity to work with every department in the school system, I truly have. 
So what drives your passion? Children. Every single day is kids. Mm -hmm. um, even when I was a building principal, my joy came from going into the classroom. Um, and my staff knew that once I went into the classroom, do not call me out unless something major is happening, like the building is about <laughs> to fall down. Um, because honestly, that is where the magic happens. They're the ones who keep you rooted and grounded in what you have to do every day yeah. to make it right. Um, they're the ones who now give me the drive for what I love to do. Um, there are the emails that I enjoy receiving because they're going to be honest about mm -hmm. their experience in the classroom. Yeah. And they're going to give me ideas and recommendations of ways to improve. Yeah. So then what made you decide, okay, as much as I love the classroom, superintendent is going to help me be the most effective at helping them. You know what? Honestly, I never envisioned that I would be a superintendent. Wow. Honestly, um, it was something that I didn't think I could do, mainly because I didn't see people like me mm. in this leadership role. So when you don't see it, you don't think you can do it. And representation does matter. And it does. So explain to me what you mean by people like you. you do you mean women? Both. Women and women of color. Uh -huh. um, so in, in, our, in the field of superintendents. Um, there are literally 5% African-American women leading school districts across the nation. Wow. What's interesting is, is that for Prince George's County, we're the 21st largest school district in the United States. There are a total of four women, myself and three others, that lead those 21 school districts. And so I just didn't see myself. I never thought it was possible. And honestly, having been in the school district for 28 years, we continue to hire from outside the district. Mm. We never um, looked at hiring from within. Yeah. And so it just didn't seem like other, it just didn't seem like it was possible for me other than Jerome Clark. He was the superintendent that was previously in the system, but had not gone through the system like that. Hi Prince George's County, I am Lillian Torres and here is the latest news for today. A federal judge in Maryland is weighing whether to block a presidential executive order allowing state and local governments to reject refugees. U.S. District Judge Peter Missy didn't immediately rule Wednesday after hearing arguments on a request by three national refugee resettlement agencies for a preliminary injunction stopping the Trump administration from enforcing the order. Agency attorneys say the administration announced in November that they must get written consent from state and local officials in any jurisdiction where they want to help resettle refugees beyond June 2020. Justice Department attorneys say the executive order requires enhanced consultation with state and local officials, but that doesn't give them a veto. Maryland Comptroller Peter Frankett says he's running for governor in 2022. Frankett, a Democrat, confirmed his plan to run in a telephone interview Thursday. Frankett is in his fourth four-year term as a state's tax collector. He was re-elected in 2018 with more than 1.6 million votes in the statewide race, or about 72% of the vote.
He says he would govern in a similar way to how he has run the Comptroller's office and focus on bringing respect, responsibility, and results for taxpayers. He is the first declared candidate for governor in the state in 2022. Republican Governor Larry Hogan is term limited. And for our last story today, a U.S. study is pushing the limits of patients with a mysterious disease in hopes of learning what's stealing all their energy. Decades after it was recognized, doctors still don't know what causes chronic fatigue syndrome, today known as ME CFS. Its hallmark is profound fatigue made even worse by exertion. But some carefully selected patients are exercising for science, part of a rigorous hunt for new clues at the National Institutes of Health. Participants are hospitalized for a barrage of tests exploring the brain, immune system, and how the body makes and uses energy. For the Prince George's Daily, I am Lillian Torres. This podcast is brought to you by Prince George's Community News and Prince George's Community College, celebrating over 60 years of offering the highest possible standards in college education for the county and the region. Visit us at pgcc.edu. The opinions expressed on the Prince George's Daily Podcast do not necessarily represent those of Prince George's Community College, its employees, or its affiliates. The producers of the Prince George's Daily Podcast are Heavenly Bee, Maud Desai, David Smalls, Joshua Boykin, Brian Green, and Chandra Durham, and is executively produced by Dale Roten. Tune in tomorrow as we continue our discussion on businesses in Prince George's County. This is the Prince George's Daily.